are now on air. Anchor morning audio date is 10.18.2022. Current time is 0535 a.m. Eastern Time here in upstate New York, the southern tier of upstate New York where I live and reside on this Tuesday morning and it's time for the Anchor Morning Audio. That's right, the Anchor Morning Audio, where we give you a meet and greet. Well, we have a little coffee too, talk a little bit bit about the weather, give you a thought for the day, a quote from someone of the past, and an interesting article. Why do we do that? Well, you know what the crap news is, so why not hear something interesting? (laughs) <laughs> That's how I work, I guess. This is Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich with the morning coffee. Wishing you all a good morning here on the Anchor Morning Audio. And uh, we're just stirring up the uh, teaspoon of unsweetened cocoa in the coffee. Only only in the first cup that you do that. It's a coffee hack to get the metabolism going here along with the coffee. And... Um, it's a Tuesday, so we're doing the audio. The audio is fun. Audio is social. And I like doing the audio. I've been doing audio for a number of years. I know I've said that many, many times, but uh, I always like doing the audio because it is fun to do as far as that goes. And um, let me see, have some coffee here. Mm. First cup of the day. It is good. It is good and hot. Um, currently here in the southern tier of upstate New York, we have about 35 degrees Fahrenheit on the thermometer outside the kitchen. It's the coldest it's been yet. Um, across the river, let's see on the webpage here, uh, 28 degrees Fahrenheit as far as that goes. But we have 35 outside the kitchen window. and So it is getting a little bit chilly here this fall and autumn. And... Uh, Yesterday was a great day. It was. A, I had to be at the day job, but it was uh, somewhat pleasant. Even with the overcast, we had a lot of cloudy overcast yesterday. But today we're going to have sun and clouds mixed together. Okay, hopefully more sun than clouds like yesterday. We had more clouds than sun, but high and near 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour, and. Um, as our intro music fades out there, uh, winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Sun will be rising this Tuesday morning at 07:22 a.m., which is in about another hour 42 minutes. An hour and 42 minutes. It's still dark out there as I'm looking out the window. Yep, you can see the street lights. It's still dark. <laughs> um, Let's see, the uh, sun will be setting later today at 6.21 p.m. And yeah, we're going to have partly cloudy skies. 
Looks like we have a clear. I, I, I did wake up uh, a few hours ago to go to the uh, restroom, the bathroom, to, and uh, I did look out before falling back to sleep for a couple more hours, and uh, it was clear skies. I did see the moon out there and the stars. So, uh, was it the moon? Let's see, it's set this morning at 3.33 p.m. Okay. Well, that's what oh p.m. late okay so it's still out there okay I probably can't see it because of the clouds we got some cloudy overcast so as I say p.m. okay that's in the afternoon it's still floating around I might see it uh, if it clears up it may be visible out there I think I saw it the other morning as uh, far as our national holidays we have some national holidays um, though I think they're skipping one because I I'm looking at uh, today's good history and there's a, a day in there that I think they forgot you know as far as that goes but uh, let's see International Legging Day no I don't like that one National Exascale Day no that doesn't sound good National No Bread Day yeah that sounds like a fasting thing um, National Pharmacy some of these I don't know this is the one I like National Chocolate Cupcake Day How's that one? Everybody everybody loves a chocolate cupcake. National Chocolate Cupcake Day uh, on October 18th is annual celebration celebrates the sweetness and small chocolate sweetness of the small chocolate cake cakes with a, a dop of frosting one sweet serving satisfies chocolate and cake lovers. Uh, cupcakes have also been called fairy cakes patty cakes and cupcakes different from oh this is cup cakes different from the cupcakes one word cupcakes can be traced back to 1796 when a recipe uh, notion of a cake to be baked in small cups was written in American cookery by Amelia Simmons the early known documentation of the term cupcake was in 1828 in 75 recipes for pastry cakes and sweetness by uh, Eliza Lucilla's recipe cookbook. Bakers intentionally baked their cupcakes in heavy pottery cups. However, bakers today use a tool at their figures. Some of some still use individual ramics, small coffee mugs, large teacups, or other small overproven pottery type dishes for baking their cupcakes. Oh, okay, so they're actually baked in a cup. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Of course, the, mo <clears throat> the most common cupcake tool is the muffin or cupcake pan. That's what I know how you make cupcakes this handy tool includes multiple cups in one device so uh, they come in a variety of flavors and uh, of course they're always this there's a standard chocolate cupcake um, which is why it is today hashtag chocolate cupcake day and that picture looks good I think I'll post that picture after the anchor morning audio um, we do have a thought for the day I sort of I don't want to skip over that. We have a good one for today. I get to my Twitter. It's from Mark or Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Um, I forgot to put up a page about Groucho Marx. Grouch. 
Do you know who Groucho Marx was? I know who he is. Um, Julius Henry Groucho Marx was an American comedian, actor, writer, stage, film, radio, singer, television star, and vaudeville performer. He is generally considered to have been the master of quack wit and one of America's greatest comedians with that cigar and that mustache and look that he had, Groucho Marx, a great American comedian. And our thought and uh, our thought for the today is his quote goes as follows. I must say, I find television very educational. The minute somebody turns it on, I go to the library and read a good book. I like that. Isn't that true? Let me read that again. Groucho Marx, our thought for today, and a quote from Mr. Groucho Marx. I must say, I find television very educational. And he, I guess back in the day when he was at his prime, television was just coming out back in the 1930s. Um, okay, let's get back to the quote here. I must say, I find television very educational. The minute somebody turns it on, I go to the library and read a good book. <laughs> so he had the premise to sort of see what the television was all about. It was a, a mind sap. Um a black hole basically where uh, you know you just uh, fixated on that tube it can be educational don't get me wrong it, it does it, but uh, there's people and we see it in today's society as far as with the cell phone everybody has one in their hand and everybody's glued to that screen as far as that goes and um, you know as far as um, I'm still old school I've got a cell phone it's pay as you go. I don't have the uh, unlimited packages of minutes and all that, but I use it. Uh, I use it for uh, a handheld device when I'm at home using the Wi-Fi, of course. But I don't. I'm not looking at it 24/7. Um, there's other things. I am looking at a different tube at other times, either the television or the computer screen here or something like that. And um, I think it's uh, a long time since I read a good book. But uh, I think Mr. Groucho Marx is saying, hey, you know, just turn off that thing. Read a good book and go back to, you know, your imagination as far as that goes when you're reading that book as far as uh, your your uh, entertainment and, and such. So good, good uh, um, positive thought for the day from Mr. Groucho Marx. <laughs> Oh, let's see. We do have a interesting article, and I've been wanting to read this one for a couple of days. I almost read this over the weekend on my uh, Rumble video live broadcast. One one take, I guess. I'm doing the Rumble video now. Where so if you uh, could give me a follow and subscribe over there on Rumble, uh, just look in the search bar search field there fireman rich and you'll find my uh my um my page and uh give me a subscribe there but uh, i've been wanting to talk about this because the hubble spacecraft is uh, a very very it was ahead of its time but we have what's uh, taking the spotlight from the hubble spacecraft now is the uh, web telescope that's up there 
do taking a lot of pictures but the Hubble is still up there it's still working and still uh, usable and stuff like that but uh, the Hubble space uh, let's see what is it Hubble is slowly falling now and uh, that's been in the news and SpaceX uh, which is owned and run by uh, uh, Elon Musk wants to give it a boost so that's been in the news here the Hubble Space Telescope is falling but uh, amid but amid always tight NASA budgets SpaceX is volunteering to help see if it's possible to give it a push back into space that'd be cool give it a little nudge so we can you know you know be able to utilize it Hubble has been in orbit around the Earth for a very long time, and its experiences experiences a um, a constant slow motion reentry of the atmosphere. It has already been pushed back up in orbit once before, and I believe that was with the space shuttle. Sure, we have the shiny new James Webb Space Telescope to enjoy, and it's fantastic. It's given us a wealth of information already. Um, even with one of its dented uh, gold lenses. But Hubble has been dazzling Earthlings for decades and can still contribute, can still contribute valuable science while, in, while its new big brother is busy. NASA is firm that any effort to reboost Hubble back up to it its orbit of 600 kilometers which is 370 miles above the earth will not be dedicated from its exhausting budget commitments and that the study co and that the study co-conducted with Elon Musk's rocket company SpaceX is looking only at commercial possibilities um, all it needs is a nudge you know we're we're firing rockets with uh, probes and satellites into asteroids so why can't we do this to, to prolong the the life that would be great for that platform it's wholly appropriate for us to look at this because the tremendous value this research asset has for us as well as others said thomas zuckbuchen zirk zirpuchen or is Sir Buchan, Associate Administration of NASA's Science Mission uh, Director at a press conference. Um, the team, teams, teams expert to study the teams expect to study uh, the study to take up to six months collecting technical data uh, from both Hubble and the SpaceX Dragon spacecraft. This data will help determine whether it would be possible to safely uh, meet up with and dock and move the telescope into a more stable orbit. After NASA's, uh, NASA shut down the space shuttle program, all missions into uh, all missions into craft orbiting around the Earth required hitching a ride with the uh, uh, on the Soyuz spacecraft from the Rug Russian Federation. Um, now Russians are taking rides with us on the uh, SpaceX, the last SpaceX that went up, uh, or the Dragon. 
um, spacecraft that uh, went up on a uh, SpaceX rocket uh, had a Russian on it. Let's see, now the SpaceX Dragon Crew spacecraft has entered into service with the Agency for Crew Missions to the I International Space Station and possibly that a flight to dock with Hubble in order to boost its orbit, boost it back into orbit, as well as bring along engineers to service Hubble's systems is what is currently being discussed. And I hope they do this. This would be great. Missions such as uh, servicing Hubble would help us expand space capabilities and ultimately help us all achieve our goals of becoming a, a space-faring multi-planetary civilization, says uh, uh, Jessica Jensen, Vice President and Customer of Operations Integration at SpaceX. So there we have it. Uh, um, Hubble is slowly following falling back to earth and we're looking at um, getting it back up there into orbit so that's pretty good okay let's see our uh, history here um, going back to the national the national days as far as that goes uh, um, I always talk about this is one they missed I guess because on this day um, we have to say Happy Alaskan Day, which celebrates the moment when 155 years ago, after the U.S. purchased the entire Alaskan territory from Russia for around 7.2 million, or around 21,000 pounds of gold reserves. Um, I guess the 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 Tsar out of Moscow was worried about the ex exposure and uh, defendability of a remote Alaskan outpost in the potential attack from a British colony of Canada. Should the two powers have ever should the two powers have ever have ever come to blows? This led Alexander II to sell off to the Amer to the Americas, to the United States, Alaska. Now, let's see, whereas Alaska Day is a significant piece of the last frontier's histories, uh, serves as a valuable reminder of the rich history of the state, Alaska is a land of bounding, boundless opportunities, breaking landscapes, and bountiful resources. And we probably got more than our, I don't know, what would that be by today's standards, the seven at probably a couple billion dollars then by today's uh, uh, money rate okay uh, whereas uh, oh, let's see uh, October of last year 2018 uh, 2021 that marked the 154 anniversary of the formal transfer of Alaska from Russia from the Russian Empire to the United States and um, today is a day to celebrate the magnitude of which we have grown as a state and grateful for the abundance of resource culture and uh, nature we have achieved uh, so therefore this is back last year this is um, when um, uh, so it's only been one year since the first Alaskan day Mike uh, 
Dunleavy, governor of the state of Alaska, do hereby proclaim October 18, 2021 as Alaska Day in Alaska and encourage all Alaskans to celebrate and acknowledge the milestone in Alaska. So that was the governor that made it Alaskan Day. So maybe that's why it's not a national day because it wasn't a, a president that did that. So uh, let's see. Also on this day, 170 years ago, uh, Herman Melville's Moby Dick was first published as the white or the whale as the whale in 1851 170 years ago uh, let's see on this day Chuck Berry the guitarist singer-songwriter and musical pioneer who combined rhythm and blues with unique uh, showmanship to make rock and roll distinctive with songs like uh, uh, roll over Beethoven, rock and roll music, and Johnny B. Good was born. And um, he passed away back in 2017. But on this day in 1926, he was born, so it's his birthday. And let's see. The Nobel, Peace, the Nobel Prize was awarded to American Dr. James Watson and Brit, Britain's Dr. Francis Crick and Dr. Marcy Wilkins for recognizing the double hel helix molecule structure, basically uh, DNA, back in 1962. And Azerbaijan declared independence from the Soviet Union in 1991 when the Soviet Union imploded on itself. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. 61 years ago today, West Side Story, the film starring Natalie Wood and Rita Monroe, opened in movie theaters. That was a good movie. It was a play-like, but it's um, the film adaptation of the acclaimed Broadway musical, the romance, romantic uh, music tragedy inspired by William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, won the Academy Award for Best Picture in that Romeo. <laughs> Every time I see Romeo and Juliet, um, I remember the trip I took uh, when I lived over in Italy. I was stationed in Italy for the with the United for the United States Air Force, and when I was taking um, um, my uh, Lit One and Lit Two class for the University of Maryland, um, uh, I had the same professor, Dr. Cepeda. She was she was a great lady, and um, we. Um, and literature she also taught an architectural class too but she went down to Verona she would take these field trips with her architectural um, class and we us on the literary uh, literature side uh, class uh, we were tagged we were invited and we um, and there was a combination because we went to Verona is what I'm getting at and Verona was where Romeo and Juliet takes place in Italy and uh, the, the 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 balcony where Juliet is a Romeo Romeo wherefore art thou you know when you read the story or you see the movie on it there's been movies it's this grand uh, balcony well it's not that big it's as big as my computer desk it's it's only about maybe um, about four feet wide and uh, it's a sm very small courtyard you know about the size of a room basically and um, there's this bronze statue of Juliet, and uh, and you know how bronze gets a little dark brown and stuff. Well, on one of her, I think it's her right breast over her heart, it's all shiny because it's uh, it's uh, I guess um, the uh, 
the tradition is to rub her right breast for good luck or something like that. So, uh, but uh, West Side Story is um, a, a sort of a modern age Romeo and Juliet that takes place down there in uh, the West Side of New York City, as far as that goes. So that's a pretty good one. And um, let's see, on this day in 1977, Reggie Jackson played for the New York Yankees, hit three consecutive home runs, each on the first pitch off three different Dodger pitchers in the deciding World Series game. Now, here it is today. We haven't even started the World Series. The Yankees still have to play one more game with the uh, uh, Cleveland Guardians. And uh, they're tied 2-2. Two to two. They were supposed to play last night, but it was rained out. So back in 1977, that's the year I graduated high school, um, the World Series was won by the New York Yankees. That was a big win, too. Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. He was nicknamed Mr. October for the record-breaking clutch hitting in the postseason. In 27 World Series uh, games, Jackson amassed 10 home runs, a record-breaking five during the 1977 series, four home homers on four consecutive swings on the bat in uh, two games against four different Dodger pitchers. Simply monstrous. Simply monstrous. And 68 years ago today, the first transistor radio was sold by Texas Instrument and Regency Division of IDEA. IDEA. Rather than a large than, rather than lo- the large vacuum tubes of previous radios, the small portable receiver used transistor-based uh, electrical electronic circuitry and required far less power to operate it. With mono earplugs, earphone jacks, which probably were state-of-the-art included, the Regency TR-1 cost $49.95, equivalent to $466 today. And it sold over 150,000 uh, units. So shock-resistant device was extremely successful because of the large number of young people born in the baby boom. Um, a public with disposable income amassed a period of prosperity and growing popularity of rock and roll music. The similar and cheaper Japanese model released a few years later led the, to the transistor radio becoming the most electronic uh, commercially device of the 1960s and 70s. So it was back in 1954, that first transistor radio. And back when I was growing up in the 60s, my grandfather gave me a transistor radio. And I remember listening to that after he passed away. With the earplugs, there was <laughs> it was a transistor radio. It was uh, I think it was the Japanese version. I know uh, uh, it wasn't no $49 and stuff. So, But uh, there we have it. Uh, Today's good history, what happened on this day, October 18th. And we are at 27 minutes right now, going on 28 minutes on our broadcast here um, for the Anchor Morning Audio. So we're going to have to go ahead and get our day started, finish our uh, coffee, get this uh, audio posted up there on the Twitter feed of at Fireman Rich. I forgot to tell you what my Twitter feed was. Follow me over there on... Uh, Twitter at, at at Fireman Rich, where I tote myself as a social media observer, social media enthusiast. Also, if you could check me out over there on Rumble, it's the video equivalent to YouTube. I want I need to get a hundred uh, subscribers. I think I'm at thirteen right now, thirteen or fourteen. 
and um, I'd like to do the the video. I'd like to do the live streaming on on this thing called the internet on that platform. I do it over there on Twitch Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and I do the Anchor Morning Audio here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, but it just gives me a, a another tool in the uh, um, toolbox there as far as playing on this thing called the internet. All right, folks, Rich Roberts here on the anchor.fm as at fireman rich as well as over there on twitter at fireman rich wishing you all a great tuesday a hashtag positive start to the day hashtag pstd and um, you all have a great one wherever you may be on this big blue marble live life have fun ciao for now as always peace take care folks and thanks again for listening